Listener, we're going to Florence. We leave for Florence in two days. We were... Well, I was about to say we were invited to a gaming convention. A gaming convention got in touch. It's called Stratagemma, I believe it's pronounced. Um, and they got in touch and said they wanted us to do... Uh, like, Would we like to, to, to contribute something to their magazine for their yearly roleplay gaming convention because they're fans of our work? And we said, yes. And can we come? Please to the convention. <laughs> uh, I don't think they were expecting that at all because I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I don't think it's that big a convention, but it's in Florence, and we, Chris and I figured, why not? Bit of a bit of a jolly going to Florence, you know. Yeah, pay for, pay for our the way business. In there. I've been promised only English-speaking players. It will be honestly, it will be upsetting for them if they don't speak English, because <laughs> you don't speak anything but so. <laughs> I speak fake Portuguese and GCSE level French. That, that's true, but not enough to potentially run a game of, say, Honey Heist. Absolutely. I don't know what bear is in either of those languages. Crucial. Urso. Urso. Portuguese. And, um... Bear. <laughs> <laughs> to rhyme with baguette. Le bear. So, we're going away, uh, which means that we've had to do a lot of work this week. The other thing about, about this week is that we've just, we started doing actual work. Yeah, that's um, weird. We've, we've, en- we've entered the crunch. We were, ch- we were chatting about the crunch days last week um, on Heart, and now we're doing all the source books, which is very exciting. We're, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're writing up, we're doing Absolution, which is about building a, building a your own settlement in Heart and sort of rules and guidance on that. Uh, but it's, it's weird. It's, it's nearly done now. I've only been working for like two weeks. And it's quite strange to, have to, like, to go, well, we'll start writing this. Well, that's done. After... <laughs> The sort of the what what the literary equivalent of watching the first Lord of the Rings film for Right and Heart, really. Yeah, the extended version. Yeah. The bit yeah, with the... all the walking. <laughs> Peter Jackson was walking edition. Yeah. Yes. So it's been a bit weird, but we are we are gearing up, ready to go. Hopefully, Chris found his passport. I'm sure mine's in the house somewhere. It better be. It better be. Oh, you know what? I can no. That's that's not okay. I thought I could see it from here. Well, we'll see. <laughs> We've also got all pictures of all the art. Go on. Do you remember the art that we got shown literally this morning, Grant? Oh, for Heart? Yes. Yes, we do. We do have pictures of all the art. So like, all, all, all the art, well, all the sketches for the core book are done. Which mm-hmm. is very exciting. However, this is this is all business chat. People didn't come here to, to, to hear us talk about how great we are. Well, they're going to how... get it. They are going to. I mean, I, I hope they came here for a bit of that, otherwise they're going to be disappointed. <laughs> However, they came here for some hot, fresh advice. And we are... I'm just throwing my poncho off. We are... <laughs> are you wearing a poncho? I'm wearing a sort of shawl. Okay. It's a big... A big woolen V. Oh, I'm, I was sort of hoping that you were you were ready for a shootout sort of poncho. I've got, 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 got my big sombrero on, got my uh, six shooters under there, and leather trousers which have never been washed. <laughs> Stand up on their own. They are stiff. It's the, this, this, Let's take this meandering into around the back and shoot it. It's time for a question. I want you to give me one, and I want to see if I can parry it with an answer. <laughs> Deflect it away with another Ch-chum. answer. Mm-hmm. JP asks, I'm going to be playing D&D and have been toying with a lawful good paladin, a classic archetype I've never tried. How do I play them so they're not a fucking cop? Two words. Total idiot. <laughs> that's that's the other way you play a paladin, which is high charisma, low end, low mm. You uh, you are just you're just doing your best. You're trying to get you're trying to get things going, but you keep making stupid decisions. Um, I think also like the other option you've got is uh, increasingly loose interpretations of the phrase "lawful." <laughs> Whose laws? That's 
the thing. I mean, we've had we've had the discussion on the podcast. Like, lawful just means obeying the state. Yeah. And I think that if you could, if you can start citing particularly strange laws, like, oh, actually, actually, I'm allowed to kill this guy as long as he's carrying a pig under his arm. So wait till he picks up that pig. It's not Wednesday, so yeah, I can kill him. <laughs> yeah, we should be fine. Hang on, hang on. Is it March? It's currently March. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay, go, go. Okay, we we do have to drown him. <laughs> he does say that in the and so like, in like honey, your ca- it's very your specific ca- it's a weird weird law yeah and you carry around all these books of special laws which you which, which you have to look up during combat to make a special attack which i don't think dnd will support no but I, no. I going back a little bit i like the idea of the of the bumbling idiot mm-hmm. but oh. rather I, I think i'd like to go a little deeper into that oh. i like the idea that the paladin's father was a co- fucking cop mm-hmm. paladin and he's like, well, my son will also be a fucking cop. <laughs> and you're like, hello, I really like flowers. I've been pressing some flowers recently, and I think he's, they're just beautiful. He's not into it at No, all. he's not into it at all. And it was a choice of either you go into the seminary and then into, into paladin school mm-hmm. or military school. Right. And military yeah. school had him running, and he wasn't mm-hmm. really allowed books. Plus, they really frowned on kissing those boys. Yeah. So he was just like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'll, no, I'll do the paladin yeah. route. Yeah. And he's just lovely. I'd like to I'd like to double down on this even further. Mm-hmm. You play a lawful good paladin as far as your dad's aware. Yes. You're actually chaotic good in that you're just trying to get along. You're just like, like you, you really don't want to cause too many trouble, too many, too many problems, but you have to, but you have to be seen to be doing lawful good stuff. Yeah, Otherwise, think, your, your allowance gets cut off. I think more specifically, you're just good. Mm. Like, there's no chaos here. You're just a nice person. Like, yes, that nice, that nice four E alignment, which was you, just good. Yeah, you, the the rest of the party are off slaying goblins, and you're helping an old lady across the road. <laughs> helping an old goblin across the road. Yeah, it's like no, 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 don't kill them, don't kill them. Look at their earthenware; it's really special. Listen, these guys have got quite an advanced culture. Hang on a sec. I speak a bit of goblin. Do you want to sell us a pot? <laughs> Again, Mother will idiot. love it for birthday. Real posho. Total idiot. Heart's in the right place. Dad isn't. And the, the charisma being high is just that he is stunning. Oh, the hair? Like the, like the sort of beauty that only money can buy. That sort of... Yeah, that sort of... Do you remember... You know the... Uh, um, a Kylie Jenner character. Yes. How like she just looked she just looked kinda of like a fourteen year old and then she got that kind of puberty called money and now she and, and, and now she's like like it, it's the it's it's a production. Yes. Thousands like, of dollars spent. It involves upkeep. Yes. Heavy yeah. upkeep rather than the standard upkeep that people are forced just, to do. What wash your face and hands, you know, scrub behind your ears. I was thinking more the makeup route, but yes. All oh, right, yeah, I mean that too. Yes. Um, so yeah, he's 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 that level of pretty. He's in he's like he's intensely well put together. He but like he a, doesn't he doesn't necessarily idiot. care about it, right? It's just well, like uh, he's no, very he, socialized into it. You know what? Mum bought him a three hundred pound jumper, and so he's going to look better in that than someone in a twenty pound jumper. Yes. It just it fits it fits his body better. It looks better. It's, it's made of nicer materials. His mum also paid for him to go backpacking around the Dragon Kingdoms before ah, he went into the seminary. So she's mm-hmm. she's sort of on his side. Yeah. But but it's also like, yeah, you've got to be a cop. Dad, Dad, I've been thinking. I want to become a monk when I leave school. No son of mine's becoming a monk. <laughs> yes. Strap on this armour. Go out there and kill a dragon. Go and hurt those heathens. <laughs> But Dad, I think they just have differing views to us, and I think that's okay. Good Lord, look at you. What have you picked up talking to those half-elves? <laughs> You've been with those druids again, haven't you? <laughs> Filling your head with their spells and nonsense. It's enough to drive a man to drink. Unrelated to that, Dad, I think I'm a vegan now. Good Christ. Sorry, sweet Pella, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> I'm quite enjoying playing this dad. Yeah, the dad is an asshole, but a fun NPC. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he's he's definitely not the hero of the game. Yeah, I mean the other yeah, okay. way is the the other way to take this obviously is as a lawyer. I mean, yeah, and that was the potentially the as reprehensible rules. as cops, but yeah, yeah, I think I'm about I'm about um I'm about equal between cops and lawyers. I think. <laughs> <laughs> on my um on on like on like on, on things which capitalism has produced. Mm. I'm not I'm not such a huge fan of it. Um, but I think yeah, just 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 a real idiot and like a nice guy and like and like start him off as an ostensibly lawful good paladin and then he's definitely gonna like he's like maybe maybe he views his paladining like he views his adventuring course as a backpack like as a as yes. a gap year. I'm going on a gap year, um, so they recommend that after you complete the the, the seminary, uh, before you get enrolled into the armies of Pelor. You're supposed to go and find yourself, you know. A, a, a lot of young paladins go and work in shops, whatever. I didn't need to, um, so I just thought, you know, I'd go traveling around the Dragon Peaks, hang out with some monks, and just, you know, learn about myself, find myself. And like, like he will try any alcohol once because he's on a gap Abs- year and it's fine. Absolutely. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's let's do this. Yeah, all right. This is made of rendered down red dragons, you say. Brilliant, love it. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, I did this once when I was 10. Guys, guys, over here, they're going to put those ethnic restaurants. Ooh, this, wow. This is, this is turnips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, peasant food. Fabulous, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. everything's ethnic if you think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you, you know, actually, stepping back a little bit from what I just did there, but he's, he's, he's super up for trying everything to the point when uh, I, I want every single level to be something he picked up during a gap year, which isn't a level of paladin. <laughs> level of monk, le- level of cleric, as he really gets into, I don't know, Ayurveda, however it's pronounced. Um, level of bard. druid. Got to have bard for the guitar at parties. Yeah, got to have bard for guitar at parties. He's got druid in there for that time that he dabbled with uh, whatever the D&D equivalent of Rastafarianism is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'm kind of getting into, it. and like I think that you have to play it through. Is it's like he's actually going and learning from other cultures, and, and like and has to, you know, be cool about it rather than like oh, I'm gonna get I'm, I'm gonna get white dreadlocks and yeah. um, Tukondaganja, but uh, <laughs> but I, I think I'd be happy to have this guy in my campaign. He seems like a good egg as long as you get past the cultural appropriation. Yeah, he seems like a cheerful fellow, right? Yeah, just I'd getting like, by like and just like trying to, trying to sort of do his dad proud, but also not exactly be who he wants his his dad wants him to be. He wants to be yeah. his own man. He has to try and teach his dad that he's not his dad. Yeah, and that's okay. And you've got the slightly sympathetic mum who's mm. like really into Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> that sort of thing, you know. Yes. All right. Shall I ask you a question? Mm, please do. Sirenx Knight writes in. Is it normal for first-time sessions to be disappointing? Pretty much, yeah. Hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, you can have a really good first-time session, but out of all of the games, it has the potential to be the most disappointing game. Hmm. Because everybody's finding their feet, and they've just (laughs) made these characters, and they haven't... They don't have any history. Hmm. Like... The first time you start doing some actions, you suddenly have to decide how they're going to react to things. Yeah, and how, how they exist in how, the world. Yeah, and 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 what what they're going to build on later, mm. and what their character is, and it's very difficult to just jump in and, with a fully formed idea, and completely play it out. Especially and like to have four people do that as well at once to have them all combine and to make something. Yeah. And the thing is, you have to be good at that to have it work. And you have to practice. And, like, not only do you have to be good at that innately, what's innately? You have to be good, you have to bring skill to the table, but you have to learn how to play with that group as well. And, like, how to. How to read their cues and how to be. Oh, okay. Well, this this like X person wants Y to happen, so we can play this off. Or like, oh, I'll, I'll bring these two players together, or I'll defer to this person, or like, or like that that person's not being a jerk. Their character's being a jerk, or vice versa. Yeah, because like you've especially right. So first sessions are generally the first time you actually sit down and play. You quite often have session zero. You quite yeah. You quite often have quite a fun session zero. Where oh, you're working out who these characters are, what they can do, what the world is. If you're playing a game that involves a modicum of world building, quite and, a side. 
Why yeah. can't we just do a game that's session zero? That's the best part. We've made it, Grant's called Unbound. No, it's got all the other bits in it as well. That's true, but also, like... It, I it's, guess, actually, it's microscope, isn't it? Yeah, but also, I find yeah. games like that don't go anywhere. I mean, intentionally. No, no, I guess so. I guess I guess you have to have the promise of a campaign after it to be exciting, and then just be disappointed. Yeah, like, it's it's, it's the, re- the reward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and after you've just had this cool world-building thing, you then go into a game where you've got these incredibly high expectations. Mm-hmm. And you, and you have these feet of clay as well. Yeah, and like game two is gonna is gonna be where it starts to shine, mm. but game one just just goes. It always that, feels a bit bad, especially as a DM. Say. I'm quite often like, oh god, I've ruined everything. Oh yeah, oh god, yeah, you feel like such a such a prick, don't you? Yeah. Oh, oh, there's no sense in me doing this. What am I doing? I've ruined it. They, oh, they had they had such good ideas. And my NPCs were like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> rubbish. And I was doing all the talking and they didn't really say much. And then you ask them at the end and they go, yeah, it was great fun. I loved it. Yeah. Really? And you're like, and you're like, you're lying, aren't you? I've lied to people when I thought their games were shit. <laughs> I'd lie again. <laughs> I'd lie again. I'd lie to your face. Thank you so much. That's really kind of you. I I know it was shit. This I I've got something that I've I've got a comparison here, and I'm not sure whether it's sexist. Okay. Or sorry, I'm not sure whether it's reinforced by the patriarchy or like old fashioned. I don't. Know. The first session of role playing game is a lot like the first session of a sex. <laughs> of a sex. Of uh, well, um, I suppose I suppose if you want to get if you want to get classy with it, your first bout of lovemaking. <laughs> of doing a sex. Yes, doing sex on each other. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like awkward. You I, gotta, I think you, the you word you're looking of, for is fumbling. Yes, you have to sort of like find each other's boundaries and learn to communicate effectively. Sometimes without using vocal cues, and it's just like like. So my dad said, "Listen, son." I don't know why my dad had the voice of a minor. He sounded like me, but older. But anyway, listen, son. The first time you have sex, you just want to get it out of the way. <laughs> that was my dad's that was my dad's advice to me I had to do sex once as a sort of like it was going to be rubbish and then you have to get it out of the way and then afterwards you can have great sex um, which is I'll be honest with you not really the best thing you can tell a boy no it's not not a very healthy way of viewing sex it's something which has to be done so you can do something good afterwards it's not it's not hugely brilliant and like it's, it's not it's not great and to be honest with you, it's fine. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was okay. I've, 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 I've done better sex since. <laughs> it was still an enjoyable activity. Broadly, it was thumbs up. So I, and I, I think, I think there's something to be drawn there in terms of like you're going to do something that's quite intimate with one another. You're going to like it's definitely a non-standard form of communication, which I think is the driest way you can describe sex. <laughs> yeah, that really is. Yeah. This is non-standard. This is in the guidebook. So I think I think that the, the the so how can we how can we guard against this? How can we guard against disappointing session ones? So it helps the more often you play with a group. Mm-hmm. Because you kind of tend to find that most people will play to a type quite often. Oh yeah, 100%. and you can lean into that a little bit if you if you want to. But that does lead to slightly samey games, where you're just playing yeah. the same character but in a different setting, different rules. I, I think that, I think there's an element, an element of that is inescapable. Yeah. Um, when you when you play with the same group over and over, like you're going to end up with with like, oh well, this person really likes it when their characters smooch other characters, so that's going to happen. Whether, like, whether I want it to or not, they're going to do a kiss on another character, and that's fine. It doesn't matter who they are, what's going on, they're going to be smooching. <laughs> okay, you know, we're all having fun. That's the point, isn't it? Hopefully. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a tournament, which I still find bizarre. <laughs> I think as well, like, you can... Try and... Try and stay as flexible and as dynamic as you were in the Session Zero. And I'm assuming everyone has a session zero because you you water it's good you know yeah like sometimes you can roll the session zero straight into a bit of a game yeah, yeah which yeah. can help as well especially if you do like one scene at the end of yeah. that I think as well like you've got even like in a con game you're not doing a session zero but it's like hey so we want to make our characters 
uh, we've got these pre-gen characters. How are we going to bind them together? How are we going like what are the names? What's the history? Who's friends with who? That sort of thing. Yeah, and a lot of, a lot of games kind of promote that now, which is nice. Mm. But I think that if you the, the the stumbling block comes from having these huge big ideas and everything's free floating and nothing's concrete. And so in session zero, and you have oh we could do this and we have that and you shift you shift seamlessly between the scenes and you like rewrite stuff which doesn't work and you're in this really pure creative space. And then you smash hard into the fact that you have to roll ten or higher on a dice to do anything. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, but I, I thought my character was capable of this. And I think, like, as, as uh, the, speaking from a GM's perspective, trying to stay as dynamic and flexible as possible, and say, okay, well, still anything can happen, because gen, like the, the the session ones, the sessions which I which I've gotten really disappointed with is when I take that when I take that energy, I take that that dynamic creative energy, sit down and then try to bottle it. Yeah. And then I bring along like like one or two pages of notes I've written for the campaign, and that isn't going to work because the players weren't there for that. What what you're trying to do? You're, you're trying to sell them back a worse version of their own ideas. Mm, yeah, yeah, that, that is a problem. And so, like keeping your notes incredibly vague and thinking in terms of and this is standard advice. Think in terms of motivations. Think in terms of groups. Think in terms of scenes you'd like to see, rather than like never, never try to guess what the characters will do. Yeah, like you say, like thinking broad terms and mm. and motivations and stuff. If I if I do write notes for a campaign, it's more like post-it note reminders. Mm-hmm. It's like remember to make merchants evil, mm-hmm. rather than this is Derek. He is an evil man. He yes, will do Derek this to the planet. This, yeah. Like, it's those broad categories and the themes and tone of what the the players have been coming up with in the session zero mm. and how they've shaped their characters. And you can just plug that into anything. Like, I need to go and buy mm. something. Excellent. That means there's a merchant. That means he's evil. I think it's as well. It's, it's, it comes down to the, the the scenes we'd like to see, uh, like the way the way that we do spire campaigns, uh, the ca- campaign frames. Is it, every NPC or every situation has suggested scenes at the mm. end of it. It's like here are some fun ways you can weave this into the narrative. And so by coming up with it, and it only has to be like a few words long, but like the party meet an evil merchant or cool gunfight in a drug factory, and like <laughs> fight uh, versus just, goblins. Which is well, fight versus or like or like um, uh, fight versus uh, you've got uh, fight versus goblins in a in the basement of a pub, in a bayou with their tame crocodiles. There you go. Fight versus goblins in the circus they stole, <laughs> which is now roving across the countryside, <laughs> forcibly bringing merriment to thousands. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. I'm going to do a juggle. <laughs> <laughs> and you then immediately kills a chicken, completely yeah. misunderstanding what a juggle is. <laughs> I, was, I was under the impression this was juggling. We throw balls at the chicken till it dies, right? And and like and like having having those things and have, having these little ideas, these little seeds which you, which you can drop at the players. These little like uh, scene framing ideas, or trying to like not trying to think in terms of planning everything out. Never draw a map, for the love of God. <laughs> Um, never do a timeline. Never draw a map. If you're playing D and D, I guess you can start out fights, but don't don't think too hard about it. Like, especially if you like, if your first session, yeah, okay, start them out. Pick pick out some appropriate monsters which you think would be think, think would be fun for your party to face and have a fight. But I'm gonna say by session three, you can just make it up. Yeah. If it's yeah. a skeleton, you've got a rough idea how many times you can hit a skeleton before it dies. And, yeah, and crucially, remembering that the first session is the takeoff. Not mm. the actual flight. Yeah. Like it's 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 taxiing down the runway, which is slow and tedious and always takes an hour more than you think it does. It does take ages, it takes it? so long. Well, and I then go by bloody rope. And then and then the plane like engines go on and you're like, Oh, oh, oh this is gonna happen and then it just goes fast for about another hour. <laughs> it sits on the runway. And then suddenly you're in the air and end. you've got yeah. an actual game going. Yeah. I think that crucially, at the end of the day, people are your friends. Hopefully, the people yeah, you're playing you, with. Are you'll get you. through this together. Uh, you'll get through this difficult leisure procedure together. <laughs> Talking about difficult le- leisure procedures, mm-hmm. Rainy Day Ninja has asked, "What game to run in a ten-hour convention slot?" 
Fuck me. I am straight up so old now that that <laughs> that, that question physically hurt my bones. <laughs> I, thi- I think I think my, my, my knee's gone just reading I'm, that question. I'm getting contact exhaustion. Yeah. Just the Look, I've 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 run a few con games in my time. I I did a Gen Con last year and they like the average the average length for a con game is four hours from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Most cons. Um and generally by by two and a half hours in, I was fucking done. Yeah. And like I, I straight up don't remember the last time I did anything for ten hours. You uh, video games. You've gotta play video games for ten hours, right? But like, not like, not well, like, like in one guess, go. Like, you could take half an hour for lunch or something. I guess, yeah. I figure. I think you probably played Hunt Showdown for ten hours in a day or something like that. You know, I don't think I have. All right. Um, well, the Warcraft then. There you go. Oh yeah, back in back in the day, day. Back in day, yeah. That's, uh, like I, I, I think World of Warcraft is very much the sort of thing which you can just sort of effectively put on in the background. It's the sort of thing where I had an add-on that let me play Peggle while I was going between two flight paths. Mm. Yes, I remember that. Mm. Weird. Weird. Um, I, I, we used to do twenty-four hour role playing games. Uh, yes. We used to do twenty-four hour uh, role play like sessions. As uh, younger be, men. As younger men back in university, and uh, Jarvel, good friend of ours, Jarvel, uh, he ran he ran twenty-two hours of D and D once, mm. and like like. I think like he took breaks and went and got food and had a cup of tea or something. But the idea was that he was always going to be running D and D during the twenty-four hour, and it was a fool's errand. It's just nightmarish. I can't yeah. imagine it. I okay. So it's the it's the dark future. One of them. Twenty twenty-one. Twenty twenty-one. One of them young adult novels where a young brown-haired girl must save the world, but can she choose between two handsome men, one with blonde hair and one with brown hair? <laughs> They are brothers, and almost ever. <laughs> Each whiter than the last. So, it's that. It's a weird dystopian future. We're right. being uh, we're being assigned GM roles based on based on some sort of arcane system, and we are we have to run a ten hour game of something at a convention. Otherwise, okay. I don't know. Space Nazis. <laughs> Space Nazis what? crash the moon. Into Norwich. So let's assume, um, let's assume you can't, like, this is, this is, uh, you, you know what? You've been selected as tribute. There you go. So, uh, it, that's a Hunger Games phrase, I think. Okay. Um, you've been selected and you, um, you have time to prepare beforehand and you're gonna, you're gonna get like some time afterwards to chill the fuck out. Cool. Just like, okay. from a health perspective, you like, assume conditions are perfect either side rather than you have to do this after working in a mine for a month. <laughs> Yes. You're not doing a triathlon into GMing. No. <laughs> We've replaced the swimming bit with Pendragon. Now, you see, it's funny that you mentioned Pendragon. Did you, are you going to do Pendragon? Because I'm going to do Pendragon. I don't think you are going to do Pendragon. I'm going to do Pendragon with one hour per generation. Mm. Okay. That's it. One hour. You get to do one or two major things as each generation, and then you shift to the kids. That's going to bring you pretty much up to the uh, to the 1980s at that point, I think. Yep. <laughs> Can you preserve Camelot until the space Nazis tell some poor kid to GM or they'll crash the moon into Norwich? <gasps> it's cyclical. So prescient. He's a master. Hmm. Well, you jest, but yes. I would run... I'd probably run like a, like a pre-written mega dungeon... Really? Okay. Well, but the, but so I was thinking of games that I'd actually like to run at uh, a convention. And it's like some of the one pages that we write together. I really like those. Um, I'd like to do something like Wushu is always good at conventions. Not for ten hours, Grant. But not for ten hours. All the things I'm thinking of are very short burn games, and all mm, the games yeah. that I enjoy running are they put a lot of emphasis on the the GM as computer rather than the GM as uh, as arbitrator. And so I think that I think that having something like uh, a, 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 a keep on the borderlands or a a, a well renowned dungeon a, a well renowned a renowned dungeon 
uh, and you've got you've got the characters, you've got the thing. All I have to do is read the next bit of the adventure. I've just got to stay one step ahead of the kid, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so I can I can not phone it in per se, but I can just read through the thing. And the players have the thing. We know this. We know that the game works. We know we, we know the mechanics work. And I reckon that would probably that would probably allow me to get away with the highest quality of game and the least stress inflicted on my system. Or you do something like a like Dungeon Crawl Classics, mm-hmm. and you do a, a character funnel. And then you play those characters for a session. So that's two adventures done. I've got it. We combine Dr. Maglehan, Dungeon Crawl Classics, um, Fifth Ed, and Exalted. So when people in the room physically and actually die of alcohol poisoning, they're knocked out of the game? It's dystopian. Nah, nah, nah. First round is is a mass participation um, adventurer funnel with very basic rules. Okay. Which whittles us down. So, like, say, say we've got um, 80 players. Sure. Uh, 60 of those die. Well, the characters. 60 of the characters mm. die in the first couple of hours. And then we move on to the second bit with 20 more people. They do a normal DCC dungeon crawl, except each of them, uh, like, like we, we group them into groups of four, say. So there's five characters. As okay. it were, uh, and then they play through. They they play through an adventure funnel and sort of keep going through until by the end of the day, there's three people and they're trying to rule the kingdom. Grant, what you're doing is you're poisoning people, and then making them run to Keshi's castle. Okay, yeah, a bit. Like they don't have to drink. This isn't like Magna Hand's rules. They're not. We're not enforced. However, it would probably if we could poison people. Maybe not alcohol, but some like some sort of. Confusion muddling potion. That's just alcohol. Uh, just loads of wine <laughs> and then make them do Takeshi's Castle because I would like to see people in Takeshi's Castle. One, emboldened, and two, clumsier. Yes. Takeshi's Castle, if you haven't seen it, by the way, is like <laughs> a gauntlet you have to run of stupid physical challenges. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an old Japanese game show. I think it's from like the from the 90s. Yeah, the and 80s. I think like the, the, the first challenge is is iconic. They start off with 100 people, and they're looking to get down to maybe four. Mm. And they do this with one challenge, where you have to run through a series of gates. And they're just walls across a a field. And there's five doors in them. Some of the doors just don't open. You run into them and smash yourself to bits. I think think they were were screens you have to burst through, right? Yeah, some of them you burst through and fall into a pit. Hmm. And some of them you burst through and there's just ground on the other side. You keep going. But you have to throw yourself blind. Yeah, you have to just fling yourself at this thing. What an amazing idea. Because the other part of it is that if, let's say, only 50 people get knocked out, that never happens. They have had Mm -hmm. ones where everybody's gotten knocked out. Um, If 50 people get through, it's only the first 10 that that get selected. (laughs) So it's still a race. And it is the best selection protocol for anything. I've what ever do seen. you win for taking part in Takeshi's Castle? Is it fucking insulin or something? <laughs> Why are people so into it? I think it's I think it's like a badge. Oh, okay. It's it's, it's more it's a bit like tough mudder, I suppose, in that respect. Yeah, but also I think it's like the crystal maze. Like the amount yeah. of respect you've got for somebody yeah, who actually true. owns a proper crystal from the crystal oh, maze. Oh god, go down on them in a shot. I'd suck his dick. Right? Yeah. Especially if I, if I can look at the crystal while you do it, roll it around like Bowie. Great, yeah, sure, man, let's go. There's, there's a certain level of importance to it, and I think I think that that's their that's their lure. In a way, I'm glad I never got to go on the crystal maze because it can't be as good as I dreamed. No, no, it, there must no be a lot of standing way. and waiting. There's got to be a lot of Paris syndrome. Anyway, we have gotten so far from the question that we should probably have another one. What was the question again? What game oh, to run in a ten-hour convention slot? Uh, I would run the Crystal Maze. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, do. yeah. One last question, then we'll move on. How about that? Okay. Let me have a look. See, JP asks, "What are the weirdest, most esoteric alternative names for the six primary D and D stats: Strength, Dexterity, Constitution, Intelligence, Wisdom, and Charisma?" So I want to I want to go through these piece by piece. Okay. So one school of thought is to make mm-hmm. them incredibly specific. Okay. Just to just to frame the game. So strength is just lifting. 
I see. That's all it does. There is no other application of strength can be applied. Mm. So as long and as so, it's liftable, like you can do it. Lifting pin finger, <laughs> the flu, maths. Eyes <laughs> oh, and teeth. No. Uh, Bible verse mm-hmm. and good noses. Good noses? <laughs> you mean like a good nose for trouble? Absolutely not. No. It's got a great nose. It's a cracking nose. One of, my, almost. One, one of my favourite things about and there's there's a there's a kind of game. Like generally You know them. You know the kind of game. Generally someone's wearing a monocle at some point. There's cops. Like like, like pr- probably the fucking author, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but that that like we're talking puissance. Puissance alacrity. Puissance I think is the funniest name for strength. So it's so silly. Forcefulness. No, that's too that that's too useful. Maybe just like sound effects. Like strength is just Dexterity? Yeah. Constitution? <laughs> oh that's taking a hit. Yeah. Uh, intelligence. Ah. Wisdom. Ah. And charisma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, charisma would just be pleasure. <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> Can't have a word. Sorry, sorry. I'll, What's I'll the take sound of one eyebrow raising? Very good. <laughs> it, it, it bumped against my glasses, so I, I think you can hear it. I think I could actually, which is a bit weird. I can hear you blinking. What is? What are the simplest names? Like, instead of strength, big. <laughs> Fast. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> smart. Different smart. <laughs> smart, look. Pretty. Kiss. Actually, that actually kind of works. That does. Because I like big. Charisma is so rarely used for its other or like its alternative use, which is force of will and things like yeah. that. Like, it's it's meant to be both physical appearance and that and charm, mm. but also mental fortitude to a degree. Yeah, to a bit. Yeah, depending on your class. Yeah, and it's just that's so odd to me. I feel sorry for wisdom. Yeah. You know, everything else has a really defined job, and wisdom is just there. Wisdom is, wisdom is just looking at stuff. Yeah, and I reckon you could probably work that into um, Dex and Int. Yeah, and like, like why, Dex, why Dex for so awareness. At looking, looking at stuff. It's, I guess looking at stuff's quite important. Yeah, but the droid's going to be going, I found this thing. What is it? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't a clue. I live in the woods. But I found this thing. Well, it's weird that you found the plot item rather than all the other things in this warehouse. <laughs> I found this thing. That's that's internal plumbing. <laughs> that is a washer. I, f- I found this. I don't know what it is. That's anything that isn't a bear. <laughs> that is an almost identical box to the box you bought me last time. <laughs> all right, I'll leave it here. I'll be right back. Holy shit, what's that? It's a window. <laughs> I really like the idea of a druid who takes like like it's it's a bit like the inverse of the DC fifteen nature check to know what a bear was in fourth ed. Yeah, the inverse of that, but it's basically it's like it's like it's, it's DC fifteen history to know what a window is. Yeah, like some like like a druid who's always been in the, in the forest. Yeah, and has no conception of anything else, but like look would look at a plant and go ah Calefras fornia, mm. and just know the name like the Latin name of a plant. Hang on a sec, guys. Shh, shh. There's a miniature house lying in here and it's shitting in a box. <laughs> what? It's a cat. <laughs> Stay back! Stay back! It's marking a territory. One of those miniature flora wolves. And it just gets, the druid just gets on all fours and starts growling at it and making himself yeah. big. Fun. But the only thing that it understands is like what wood the boxes are made out of. Mm-hmm. Not what a box is. I've... What have they done to these trees? (laughs) My babies! Get back up! How did they carve them up so finely? I cast Revive Under Revive Dead. 
I, I worry that this druid um, got language, but not boxes. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Him. I'm going to say that boxes come before language, in terms of like. In, but if, in, you've in never, terms if, of if there's no boxes, how would you know, and why would you be told what a box is? You probably drink out of something. You probably, you probably like like make a make leaves. A, like, like, yeah, drink out of leaves or a, or a coconut. And yeah. what is a coconut but a box for water? But it's not a box. Mm, isn't it though? Sunrise, sunset. Literally not. Oh my god. A tree of heavy round boxes that contain coconut juice. <laughs> that, see, that's the person who grew up only in a warehouse. These yellow boxes are soft and contain squishy banana tasting fruit. <laughs> this box is strange. It looks like me, but a lady one? <laughs> oh, it's a person, I've heard tell. Good heavens. Yeah, they've, they've lived all their life in a warehouse, so they understand three things. A forklift, they've, shelving, and boxes. They've, they've only never got seen boxes, what's inside yeah. the boxes. Oh, that's pleasing. God is presumably a very large box which knows what's in, in, inside the other boxes. The God, like, he, the, like the the boxes are packed so high, he can't see the speakers that the foreman screams out of. Favorite, favorite, favorite terrain box, favorite uh, enemy box, name <laughs> box. <laughs> Again, we're getting very far away from the original. You can turn into any box you've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the second part of the show. Turn into a coffin and end this. Yes. <laughs> Did you ever want a game to exist? But not enough to make it yourself. Grant and Chris make games. Minkette writes in, Ian McShane's House of Pain. Does he, does he jump around? So Minket goes on to say it could be horror, hip hop, or French bed themed. French bread. French bed. Mm-hmm. Um, With craggly faced Ian McShane. Ian McShane has more texture per face than most other humans. He was gone. I think my favourite thing about Ian McShane mm-hmm. is that no matter what he tries to do, he always looks like a tired, posh cowboy. He does a bit, doesn't he? I think I think it's the length of hair that makes him look like a cowpoke. Like, yeah, like ever since Deadwood, mm. where he finally like realised who he was. I think I, I, I think there's pre there's pre Deadwood and post Deadwood because pre Deadwood you had Lovejoy. Yes, though he also did other stuff before Deadwood. Lovejoy, well, he did lots of things. Lovejoy for uh, for those who aren't aware is but an antique dealer who fought crime. <laughs> yep. Very much in Inex- the Inexplicably, era. yeah. I, I, I well, I, I will say, Chris. I, 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 caught, I stopped myself from saying that he did it in Jersey because I'd conflated the two together. <laughs> and this Bergerac was like a cop. Yes, Bergerac was actually an official lawman. Every single episode, every single episode of Bergerac ended with John Nettles having an unconvincing fight on a boat, <laughs> <laughs> having a crafty wank in a burgundy sports car. <laughs> Parked by a picturesque coastline. Yeah. So, so Lovejoy uh, is there, and I think that we're going to focus on on the current era. Ian McShane, a man with he's he's like his his face is infinitely fractal and infinitely detailed. Mm-hmm. And so, what he's done is he's built a house of pain, or I'm going to say, coal labyrinth, based on based on the based on the ineffable texture of his own face. You say cull labyrinth, I say sex dungeon. If people want to have sex in there, that's fine. But that's <laughs> I mean, not once that's you're not locked in, nobody's looking. That's not yeah, like like okay, just to be sure, he's there to inflict pain on you. He's not there to have sex with you against your will. No. That like that isn't he's he's he's, he's just gonna like take your leg off and stuff. Right. So so, so he's he's the jigsaw of the piece. He's the jigsaw. At the end, the camera pans up and you can see that the maze has been Ian McShane's face all along. Oh, so he's been miniaturising people and placing them on his face. Well, I wasn't sure about that. I thought it might just be like a very big copy of his face. <laughs> and then and then it pans out further and we're, and then it's just him at a computer and we're like, hang on, is it is it small? Is, is he big? And then 
and then credits and we, it's a bit like Inception it's one of those big mysteries and, and then after the credits it pans out again and you know that Ian McShane is within Ian McShane's <laughs> face folds Ian McShane is trapped and calls us calls a somehow older Ian McShane asking for his freedom <laughs> the Ian McShane we know and love is three chins deep we're all this is all this is all um, answered in the in the Amazon uh, web series the Ian McShane Chronicles <laughs> 17 episodes uh, starring uh, Juliette Lewis. So, is, is she an actress? Sure. Yeah, why not? I don't she, know. She might, be, she might be a sprinter. Anyway, Ian McShane has a series of terrifying uh, uh, things for you to, to try and uh, try and escape from. It's kind of like Takeshi's Castle, except, you know, Saw. Yeah. Um, fleshier. Yeah, fleshier. Uh, although, again, working at the scale, it's just like uh, like leathery brown ground and like and, and like like the skin the like the loose flakes of skin are like dust or dirt it's very hard to tell that you're that you're on a man's face okay sorry it's a model okay it's a maze built in the shape of this getting very conceptual it is it's a I'm model built in the shape of it folds the point is the answer to all the puzzles is love joy <laughs> no matter what he get, he's getting get increasingly frustrated as team after team just puzzles out that the answer is Lovejoy. Two emotions have I. One of us tells the truth. One of us lies. And one of us murders people who ask silly questions. And the fourth is Lovejoy. Fuck. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe this isn't maybe this isn't really a house. So uh, so what have you got? What are you bring to the table? So Mike Carlson has suggested the frog wizard needs a fucking day off. Okay. Which is just the best title for a game. Mm-hmm. But I imagine that the frog wizard is like... Do you remember the animated Toad of Toad Hall when he's in a waistcoat, yes. waistcoat and tweeds and he's driving his mm-hmm. old car and that sort of stuff? That's what the frog wizard looks like, but he's in a proper wizard hat and robes. Mm-hmm. And he is your village's local wizard. And he is so helpful. Mm-hmm. He helps the crops go. He's the local doctor. He yeah. teaches in the school. But, oh, he is so tired. Is, is, he, is he a little frog? No, no, no. He's a big frog. Okay. So he's, he's, Sorry, he's a human-sized frog. No, he's big for a frog. Right, but not, but not, but very small for a person. Very small for a man, yes. We but like he's a powerful sized? mage. And the Skunk? The, yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah. And the idea is that because everybody forgot his birthday last month, right. which is very sad, but he's always busy. He didn't tell anyone, you know. How are we to yeah. know? Yeah. You've decided, you and your friends have decided to take it upon yourself to give him a day of relaxation. Oh, that's nice. And you have to try and relax an incredibly neurotic and highly strong and anxious frog mm. wizard. Mm. Which is very difficult mm-hmm. because first off, he just he doesn't know how to turn off, right? Like he's always answering emails. Mm-hmm. Right? He's always at work. <laughs> and secondly, does, does sorry, does, does he use a normal sized computer? Or does he have a little one? He uses a big computer. He uses like mage hand that comes out as a normal human sized hand to type. Okay. With. Can he at least have a normal? Can he have a normal sized seat and a cushion? Yes. Cool. Go on. And one of the things that that, that the wizard does is it stops the invading armies, nightmarish monsters, and dragons Mm. from destroying this quaint little village. Oh, no! So you're trying to give him a day off. Mm -hmm. However, if you do give him a day off, the entire village burns to the ground. Right. So you've either got to take over his role or try and get him to accidentally save the village (laughs) whilst having a massage. You got to just sort of like massage his hand into some, into some somatic components. Yeah, yeah. You got to get you got to get the the toe wriggles right. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, like 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 when you go to a Turkish barber and after they shave the sides of the head, you're like, and now I will pull off your arms. <laughs> I'm going Please, to sir, hurt no. you because I've cut your hair. Please, sir, no. I've set your ears on fire and now I will twist your fingers off one by one. Should I take off my rings? <laughs> it does not matter to me. <laughs> they will fold into your flesh like so much cheese. I will crunch them down, all pretty like. I'm a big Turkish barber. <laughs> this is the voice I have. This is a Turkish accent, did you not know? 
We all sound like this, seeing as we live and work in Turkey. No, sorry, I'm bad mathing. I'm in Turkish bar. I fucking love Turkish barbers. Yes, they I are. Love, good. I, I, I love having my arms done, and often I get upset when they don't try and pull my arms off hard enough. <laughs> or they do that weird flicking thing. Anyway, I like this. I like the idea of the GM as the wizard. Yes. And they're cut slightly dotty. They're very overworked. They're a good guy. They're a little frog. Well, big frog, little person. And you have to, and it, it reminds me a bit of Happy Birthday Robot, which is a role-playing game for children. Yes. Uh, I think in which you have to make sure a robot has a nice birthday. So I think we can sort of take that and combine it with the seminal work we did in Jason Statham's Big Vacation. Oh, very strong. Mm, in, which is similarly like like a an escort quest that has very much gotten out of hand. Mm-hmm. And we combine the two into, your, your escort quest is fundamentally harmless. However... Orcs are invading. Yes. Um, the uh, there are there are demons crawling up through everyone's basement. The trees have come to life and are demanding equal wages <laughs> for being chopped down. Horses have finally figured out how to fly after being put down for years by this frog wizard. <laughs> by sorry, by put down, I mean suppressed rather than like <laughs> shot. That's the other thing Frog Wizard does. He shoots racehorses. <laughs> well, somebody's got to do it, okay? Somebody's got to do it, yeah. He's got he's got a full-size shotgun, and like he lifts a little bit off the ground whenever he fires it and wipes a single tear. But I'm just I'm imagining this this Frog Wizard. So rather than in his in his um, robes and hat, he's wearing a bathrobe, mm-hmm. cucumbers of the eyes, mm. slippers, slippers, and you're just like now just a calming, calming little bit of colouring in. Yeah, we're just gonna just just so you can focus on something that's not work, and it's like a really simple children's coloring book that you've edited, <laughs> so that it has it has the pattern for fireball. He's gonna get to accidentally write a scroll. Yeah, so that you just need to you just need to finish it yourself, and then you can cast the fireball. So you're just like, yeah, little, just color it in. That's excellent. And now if you look at my associate over there, and you just run outside, mm. and just out of this like slightly steamed up stained glass window like the the diamond leaded window there's just this enormous gout of fire mm. <laughs> and screams and the, the frog just lifts one cucumber off of an eyelid mm. looks about and then puts his cucumber back now um now uh you may you may hear some noises from outside don't worry nothing's happening outside and just to just to make sure that you're not distracted we're going to do some traditional tibetan symboling relaxation where i smash <laughs> these symbols together <laughs> I really like. I love the way that um, the that you you've got this overworked frog wizard. I want there to be uh, like uh, uh, the frog doctor. Dead the doctor is like, oh frog wizard, you've worked far too hard. I say if you get if you get one more big shock, you won't be able to do magic ever again. It'll stop your tiny frog heart. I don't want him to die. I think that's a bit sad if he has a little if he has a little frog cardiac arrest no that's fair but but like he could get burnt out or like or like like he'll sneeze and all of his magic will come out or something so you (laughs) you have to do you you have to do like you have to make the most relaxing spa day for a lovely frog whilst also defending the town and also tricking him into doing magic without him realizing yes bit like the way julie andrews was told by her doctor if you ever sing again that will be the last time you sing. Does she sing a lot though? Well, she used to. Mm. Uh, she, she was on Broadway. It was, uh, I think, it was after the. It was pretty soon after she did the Princess Diaries. Um, oh yes. And uh, she was on Broadway, and she got she got a sore throat. The doctor was like, "Cool, if you keep this up, you'll lose your voice. So stop." <laughs> but, but, but I'm Judy fucking Andrew. She Do said, "Do you and killed know who I am?" Uh, Do you yes. know? I'm singing. I am it. I'm the sound of music. Have you ever imagined singing? Yeah, that's me, Julie fucking I Andrews. The fifth opinion. I beat the Nazis. <laughs> you didn't see the deleted scenes. There's like glorious bastards in there. <laughs> I torched down a church. She did. There was a Nazi in it. You've so seen Band of Brothers. Mm. Yeah, she's in that. Yeah, she plays the Simon Pegg character. Yeah. It's weird. Simon Pegg in that? Yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, she well, takes played by Julie Andrews. She's a professional. <laughs> she takes a sniper bullet and keeps going. And like, and like, mm. that she actually got shot in that one, from what I can remember. Yeah, no, that was just that was just footage of a war. Yeah, that was, that was just footage of the war that Julie Andrews was also in. Yeah. Gosh, she's cool. So good. I really like Little Frog's big day off. 
<laughs> Frog wizards, big day off. I'd like to put. I, I feel that Ian McShane's House of Pain was uh, was was a non-starter. Unfortunately, so I think it's an excellent title. F- fun to say, but it's just it's just it's just <laughs> fun to hunt, say, but you know? fun to do. No. So I'm going to put forward. Um, Alana has sent this one in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got two tweets here from Alana. Zai says, "I want a dating sim based on the D and D monster manual." And Diana writes in, says, "We will call it OK Cryptid." <laughs> now, my my sometimes GM Luke uh, Bailey Noise off Twitter, really wonderful chap, stand up chap. What are what, what are the best chaps I've met? Um, he he insisted on on calling the monstrous manual uh, the boyfriend brochure. Which is a good name for it. Which is a great name for it. Now, I'm I'm going to say that that not everything in the Monstrous Manual is suitable for a boyfriend. No. I think it has to have an intelligence of at least five. Yes, I think that's only fair. If it's got the vermin keyword, not a boyfriend. No. However, Beholders, um, we're in boyfriend town. Um, what about where at? That's fine. That's okay. Vermin keyword. I think that's only when they're in their rap form. Sure, but you might not know that. Then that's then that's fucking tragic, isn't it? At that point, this <laughs> is really sad. Like, I love you. I'm a wear rat. Oh, bye. And like, and like, and like, there's a there's a wear rat in rap form, like dragging a, uh, a one of those big heart shaped boxes of chocolates towards you, which I've only ever seen in media. Never actually seen a heart shaped box of chocolates. Now I come to think, not even to it. buy. No, and it's 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 dragging it across, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, and you just kick it off about. <laughs> <laughs> but then it turns out actually it was just it was just a dude. That is I, right your love. What the? F- what? Did you find that in a bin, you little runt? Get out of here! <laughs> it said because it can't speak in rat form. Ugh, it's horrid. Jesus, fuck! Put it in the, the canal. Kill it. Stop not killing it. Ugh, God, I'm going to the shop. I'm going to buy some poison. So I'm pretty sure there was some sort of dungeon dating game where you dated like magical swords. Or Boyfriend something. dungeon. Boyfriend dungeon. You you date the magic items, right? And you do the thing. Yeah, it's not still not out, but yes. Okay, I think that that and and like obviously there's monster dating things on 4chan, which is very difficult. Yes, which there's is things mainly... like monster prom. That's got monster dating in it. Monster prom is monster dating, but they're not. They're Halloween monsters. Yes, they are. Yes. There's the subset of monsters which are Halloween monsters, like your Frankenstein's, your Dracula's, yes, your ghosts, uh, your classic. Hammer horror shit, you know, mm-hmm. which is not what this is about. This is D and D. I'm going to see if I can reach around a bit here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what it's got going on down there, but I want to work it out. It's a, it's a. It's not a small creature. It's a lizard, isn't it? It's a. Well, it's sort of dragon, I think. Probably can't do a reach around if it's a lizard. I don't. I don't. I don't think you could physically get your arms around it. Well, I'm thinking more about the cloacal situation, but yeah. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, tricky. Okay, so, you know what? It's a magical kingdom. Everything can have a reach around. <laughs> Why not? Sure. There's there's, there's, there's there's quite an in-depth discussion on the Resistance uh, board on, on, on RRD uh, Discord at the moment about, about this, 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 this guy's writing a setting and people are like, well, but why are why are queer people oppressed in this? Why don't we write a, why, why don't we imagine a world where queer, queer people aren't oppressed? And I say, why don't we imagine a world where I can, I can do a rusty trombone on anything I want? <laughs> I haven't heard that term in years. Gross. It's just terrible. It's just the worst. The worst. Part. I think you should make the noise. Oh, um, you got to make the noise, or is it not a proper rusty trombone? That's true. Yeah, you, you've you've got to make him giggle. You've got to get the umbra show right. Mm-hmm. So we've got this delicious manual of some kissable boys, some which is going to pose a challenge. Mm-hmm. But I think that like the challenge is half the fun. We've got to assume that every monster you meet is down to fuck a player character. Maybe not you. Possibly not you, but, 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 we can take... Oh, actually, no. Oh, hang on. Sorry, that's asexual erasure, isn't it? Okay, listen. I'm going to assume that every monster is at least interested in a romantic relationship with you. There you go. This is this is dating. What about aromantic friendship. people? It's not for them. That's fine. Okay. It's, it, it, this is expressly a romance game or a sex sure. game. Yeah. So what we do is we take um, a leaf out of one of the finest genres of video gaming, which is the Japanese dating sim. Mm-hmm. The visual novel. The visual novel. Mm. And what we do is we change their hit points just into hearts. I don't think they have hit points. What, in monsters the in the monstrous manual? I understand, go on. <laughs> we change those into hearts, and that's okay. how many hearts you've got to get to woo them. To win? So you've got to learn like what the beholder's blood type is, what kind of... Um, 
um, K-pop it likes. Whether they're weak to silver. But in this case, ah. weak at the knees to silver. Oh, you got me a silver amulet. I love it. Exactly. I'll gob you off right now. <laughs> you only Come had, with me behind the stables. You only had two hit points. You're a bad beholder. <laughs> I've been very sick. Now come get on this dirty mouth. <laughs> I've been very ill, so we'll sleep with you. <laughs> Show me what that dick do. <laughs> No. Okay, no. Um, the monsters are healthy, but horny. Yes. Um, I love your. I love the idea of taking the the existing data in the monstrous manual and then reinterpreting that through a new lens. Yeah. Use everything as is. It's you just change the name of the thing. I also think, Chris, this would like, if we could if we could pull this off, God, it'd sell. It really would. We'd have to get the D and D license. Ah, depends, mate. So most of it's open source, isn't it? Oh yeah, but I want, I want, like, I want it to look right, you know. And I want, I want, I want people who play Critical Role to buy it. If it doesn't have D and D on their front cover, they get scared. <laughs> I want people to try and buy Dungeons and Dragons and accidentally get monster pornography. Yes. Well, okay, it's all very tasteful. I erotica. Monster, yeah, monster erotica. Thanks. Lots of uh, diaphanous curtains, <laughs> smoke, soft focus. Shots from behind, that sort of thing. And just a lot of dong. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got to have, yeah, like the Minotaur, especially. Wow. <laughs> Woof. Packing heat. That's a, that's, a, that's a secondary attack at that point. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, bef so, before Wizards of the Coast come around here. So, so, we, so we, we've got to choose between a game where you help a frog wizard have frog, a lovely wizard, day frog, off. Frog, wizard, frog, wizard, frog, wizard. Or... A game where you have sex with a ghoul. Yeah. Frog wizard. Frog wizard, frog wizard, frog wizard. Yeah! Oh, I just unplugged my headphones. Oh, no. Fuck. Fuck. We're back in. Hello. Hello. Yes, yeah, frog wizard. I love frog wizard. It's so good. I love it. Like, I reckon, I reckon it would make a serviceable one-page game. Yeah, like, he's a little bit chubby now. You know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's he, an old frog. He's got a beard, right? No. Okay. No, no, that because that that would be really strange looking on a frog. Okay, he's got a robe, right, and glasses. Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, definitely yeah. glasses. Yeah, and like and like he's oh actually he's pug sized and shaped. That, I think yes. That's, uh, that's like he's like he's like he's like a big pear. Yeah, like you can pick him up and and swaddle him if needs be. He walk. Oh, he walks on his hind legs. He's got a little stick, and like he's a proficient wizard. He's keeping the town safe. Oh, he's God, he's, he's immensely powerful. It's just like he's about to burn out. Like he's so Even tired. Adventures, I've come to you with a request. My wife what? says I'm getting too overworked, so I need you to give me lots of rubs until I calm down. <laughs> Maybe a mint tea and a bubble bath. A bubble bath. Oh. Maybe, do you have one of those chill-out CDs you could put on? <laughs> Maybe some aromatherapy. Do you have any furniture that's inflatable? <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a chill-out room. Have you got some tea and something soft I could play with for a while while I come down? Maybe some Duplo. I'm about to chew my back teeth off. <laughs> I need a glass of water and a repeating beat. I'm absolutely munted and just need a bit of a rest. I mashed off my tits. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep for a week. No, no, actually, that was all a joke. I'm just very tired from lots of work. I'm very tired. Sorry, I was, I was watching, I was watching some program, watching some nineties programs about drugs. That's I all saw, we get here. In so twenty-four hour party people, and I thought it was a fun joke to make, but no, I'm very. I need some. I need some shamomaleti. Is that how it's pronounced? Shamomaleti. Shamamamali. That's the one. Frog Wizard wins. Frog Wizard, best game ever. Game of the year, game of the decade, game of the century. Frog Wizard's big day off. I think I'm, I'm going to officially remove the fucking from the title. Okay, that's fair. I think it's much nicer if it's just that you're doing something nice for a frog. I think that you should do the wrap up while I just have a good think about Frog Wizard. Brilliant. If you enjoyed Frog Wizard, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends, give us some cash, come and hang out on the Discord, uh, and support the podcast that you love so dearly. We are having having a lovely time on the Discord at the moment. We uh, we spent all yesterday coming up with names for a grimdark cleric. 
There were some real stunners in there. It came up with so many good names, I felt it wasn't worth answering the question on the episode. (laughs) So, watch out! I will say as well, if you ask a question on there and our community like it too much, you're fucked. Yeah, Yeah, it's been answered. Like, what were you supposed Mm. to do? So, I I mean, but that's much more efficient than having to listen to a podcast where two chuckle fucks might answer it. That's true. So, yes, if you you want some, and honestly, if you want some some good questions, you want some book recommendations, you want some pictures of capybaras or non-capybaras, you can come and hang out on the RID Discord if you give us some cash. That's it for us this week. This week's game is uh, Little Frog Wizard's Big Day Off. (laughs) That's perfect. That's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, We love you very much. You look great. Have a wonderful week, and and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Such a lovely little bee Sitting here on my own Looking for a tree Or anything with flowers I'm gonna crawl inside And eat other things And then go back to my home